Hi, welcome to Lisa's Life. This is Lisa. Welcome everyone. Thank you for being here. And as always, I really do appreciate you. And thank you again for allowing me a platform to be able to have some place to talk to. Because if I don't have someone to talk to, at least I have a way to get my feelings, my thoughts, my concerns out and hope that something I have to say helps someone that's listening in a positive way. If you've not done so yet, please join me on Facebook at Welcome to Lisa's Life Podcast. Love to see you there. Today's episode is going to be another quick one. I was going to make this episode a few days ago, but I've been going back and forth with my feelings and emotions. Scared, fearful, angry. Because a lot of times in me, I've come to realize that if I'm scared or if I feel fear, I get angry and that's what comes out. So I've done a lot of crying, a lot of crying lately, and then I get angry and then I cry and it just kind of sucks and I don't know what to feel, why to feel it. It's a lot. It's a lot. And so if any of you are going through any issues and you're not sure how to feel or if your fear comes out in anger or however it does, know you're not alone. We all experience things differently. But what this episode is about is my, of course, my health journey. And what this episode is going to talk about the first pre-op appointment I had, which was last Friday. I believe I've mentioned that I have two sets of surgery teams two teams of surgeons, I guess I should say. I have the ENT surgeons and then I have my neurosurgeon. Since I don't have to have a craniotomy, I could, but I don't have to. Luckily, at this point in time, I'm eligible to have the surgery at my nose. So in that case, I have to have two different teams, the ENT surgical team and the neurosurgeon team. So I had my pre-op appointment with the ENT surgeon. And it was terrifying. It made it even more real. And it was scary. And I held myself together. I did have one little tear come down while I was in his office talking with him. But I was able to hold it together until I got to my car. And then I cried the entire way home. And I've cried on and off ever since and then I get angry and anger is not doing me any good crying is not doing me any good but I'm not one of those people that says well if it doesn't do you any good then don't do it no I still have feelings that I'm human and I'm so thankful for that I'm thankful that I can feel fear and I can feel joy and I can feel happiness and I can feel anger and I can feel all of those things because I'm not a robot and I thank God that I'm not so I'm not going to sit here and listen to anyone say, well, if you can't do anything about it, then why worry about it? You know, if you, if, why get angry if you can't control it? Why cry and be scared or be sad if you can't do this? I don't care. I don't buy into it. If that's you, that's you. If you're emotionless, you have nothing, that's on you. It sure is hecking on me. Um, and it really irritates me when someone says that. And it really shows me a lot about the people that are saying that. <sighs> So anyway, back to my pre-op appointment. So we're in there and 
he is telling me he's very honest, very open, and it was a pretty lengthy appointment, and he explained his portion of the surgery and how they go up through the nose and have to clear all the space, and they take a little piece of my skull and cut that little piece out so that the neurosurgeon can get up there and get the tumor out. And then they take stuff from inside my nose and make a graft and go up there and that's what they close that little section of the skull they remove with is that graft of inside the nose whatever I'm not the most medical person in this and I don't I really don't care I don't care I have so many different feelings going on right now that I, I don't care but I'm being very honest, very open, very transparent, and this is exactly how I feel right at this moment. And I'm also kind of tired of people not taking me seriously and thinking this is a joke. And so I have a lot of a lot of emotions. So anyway, I'll have that graft in there, and I won't get into all the specifics, but it's it's pretty intense. And just that portion is terrifying, and that's only his portion of the surgery. I also, he also found that I have a deviated septum, septum, so I really don't know what that means. He told me, but I'm going to be honest, I kind of checked out. He's going to fix that while he's in there doing all that other stuff anyway. So with all of that said, you know, he literally showed me on the picture what they have to do, how it's going to go, and how, you know the way that he's clearing for the neurosurgeon to go in and take it from my brain, take the tumor from my brain. He also let me know in very, very, very direct terms that he does feel that I made the right decision of having the surgery. He thinks this is the right choice. He said that the benefits, in his opinion, the benefits outweigh the risks, but the risks are great. While I'm in surgery, and mind you, the surgery is four to six hours long, um, during surgery, they very well, I mean, it's rare, but the risks, the main big, huge risks that I came away with were uh, they could hit the carotid artery. If they hit the carotid artery, I'm done. I'm Lisa's no longer. I could have a stroke while in surgery. Or I could even wake up blind in one eye or both. And mind you, they're removing the tumor because it is getting to the point where it is if it's too close to my optic nerves and it's putting pressure on it. And as it grows, it's going to put more pressure on it and then it's going to touch it and that would cause me to go blind. So this is to hopefully prevent that. But it still runs the risk. It's my brain, which when you're messing with the brain, that's pretty damn scary and pretty damn important, regardless of what anyone wants to say or what jokes you want to make or the laughing at me. I really don't care because that really says a lot about you and not me. And I'm kind of over it. Because I have a whole lot to think about and worry about and wonder. And I'm not being dramatic. 
I'm being real and I'm trying to deal with this the best I can because guess what? Until that surgery, my life doesn't stop. I still have to work both my jobs, pay my bills, figure out how I'm going to make it, do all these things and still be a human and survive and act like nothing's wrong and be courteous, get my apartment ready and state there's, I still have to keep going on. And I apologize that this is kind of everywhere, but I'm, I'm, I'm really just talking about how I'm feeling right now, along with telling you how the appointment went. So yes, stroke, carotid artery, blind. Those are like the three big things. And I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to pretend about it. And I'm not going to make it more than it is. But I'm definitely not going to make it less than it is. Because this is serious. And it's scary. So some of the recovery. Um, let's just say everything goes well. But I pray to God that it's going to go well. Because apparently this my neurosurgeon and the ENT uh, surgeon, they have worked together in these kinds of surgeries for about 14 years. So I do think God has put the right people in my path for this particular situation. But it doesn't mean that it's going to go perfect. You know, Anything could happen at any time. However, I do think I have two really good surgeons really, really good surgeons from everything I have researched and in talking to both of them. I, I really do think God gave me some really good surgeons to work on my brain. So when I make it out of surgery perfectly fine and I don't have a stroke and they don't hit the carotid artery and I'm not blind and I'm me again, um, I will be in the ICU for one night, which makes sense, and I understand why he's they're having me there. It's brain surgery. He's, I still need to be watched closely. And he did say that if I were anyone were to visit me that night, which I don't know that they can, because I'm going to be in ICU. But his what he was getting at was, when someone sees you, if they came to visit you that night or the next morning, they're going to look at you and you're going to look perfectly fine. And he did tell me that. Make no mistake, just because you look fine on the outside, this is a major surgery. And he drilled that into me, that it's a major surgery, regardless of what I look like on the outside, because what they're doing is working on the inside of my brain. So, I'll be in ICU for the first night, then I'll be moved to a regular room because I'll be there for a minimum of two days. My neurosurgeon said two days total. And this, my ENT surgeon said it could be up a couple days, but it could possibly be up to four, five days, depending upon how the recovery starts to go and how I bounce back. And so my neurosurgeon will make that determination when the time is right. But I'm still going to go with two days. So one night in the ICU, then I get moved to a regular room, and then hopefully after that, I get released and I get to come home. I will have stints 
up both my nostrils and he did let me touch them. So he took them out of a little jar and he showed me what they were. He let me hold them, look at them, explain them to me. How they're going to fit in my nose, I have no freaking clue, but they are. They are not small. They're very, very big stints, and I have no idea how they're going to get up there, but thank God. I'll be asleep. I won't know until I wake up. <laughs> so that's going to help drain everything, and I will have to wear like a little gauze uh, guard. It's basically a blood catcher my own term there because that's going to be there for when my when I bleed because I will bleed they just don't know how bad it will be but I will for the first couple weeks I'll be gross and disgusting and my nose will bleed and all that good stuff will happen and come out of my nose so it's there to catch the blood if I have to change the gauze and that little catcher more than four times a day because of how much blood's coming out, then I either have to call them during business hours or go to the ER because I'll have to have it cauterized because there's something going up there. I only have to keep the stints in for one week, so when I go back on the 11th of October, that's when he'll take out my stints, which I'm not looking forward to that already because they're held in with a stitch, so he has to go up my nose and cut the stitch and pull them out. Uh, that doesn't sound like fun because just a little bit he did on Friday up my nose was not pleasurable. It was it was actually painful, to be honest, and I have a very high pain tolerance. So anyway, um, that's part of my healing process of recovery. I also cannot sneeze out of my nose or blow my nose for three full months. That's about how long it'll take before that graft in that little piece of skull area will be strong enough to endure, apparently. I think there's a few other reasons why I can't, but that's the main one, takeaway I took. So I've been practicing sneezing through my mouth, and it's not nearly as satisfying as actually sneezing through your nose. And then the not blowing your nose, it's disgusting. I hate the way that feels, but... That's going to be my life pretty much for the rest of the year. So I will have a lot of grossness, not fun stuff happening. And um, that's pretty much the gist of it. I could get into more detail, but I won't. It's really not necessary, I don't think. But yeah, so... The surgery, his portion seems pretty intense. Uh, it seems very scary. The risks are very scary. I am scared. I'm not going to lie. The recovery from his portion of his surgery doesn't sound like any kind of fun at all. Um, I really can't sleep laying down for the first couple of weeks uh, because of the drainage, and I can't... I can't do, like, activities, activities, but I do have to walk. And both the neurosurgeon and my ENT surgeon both have pushed that on me. Is I'm not set it. I, I, I can't stay in one place. I can't lay down. I'm not bedridden. Because if I don't get up and I don't take my walks and I don't 
do those small things. And that's what it is. It's honestly, I'm allowed to walk. So I'm going to walk around my apartment for the first few days, most likely, because I don't know if I want to go down the stairs, but we'll see how I feel. But definitely I have to walk. So I've already got a plan. got a plan with my youngest son, who's still living with me, that I will just, I'm going to do laps around my apartment in all the rooms, go back and forth, back and forth. Because if I don't do that and I lay in bed or lay on the couch and do whatever, of course, I could get fluid in the lungs and or blood clots, neither of which I want. So that's what I'll do. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Lots of draining, a lot of blood. I have to do... Uh, saline nose spray four times a day three or four pumps in each nostril each time I do it so that's going to be for the next few weeks most likely probably the end of the year Uh, we'll have some Afrin in case there is any issues he did state that it's a good possibility that while I'm recovering from this I might actually get a sinus infection, so that's not going to be any fun. Of course, I'll go on antibiotics for that. Uh, the bleeding, the gauze, I'm trying to put it in as simple, easy terms as I can, not gross anyone out too much, and not really get into too much of the scary details of, of all that's happening and what recovery really is looking like just from that one portion of my surgery. So that is about it. I go for my next slash last pre-op on the 28th, which I'm going to be in downtown Phoenix pretty much all day because I have an MRI with contrast. And then I have something else I've got to do. And it's taking forever. So I don't know. If it's more blood work, what it is, if it's all the paperwork, if it's a combination of all that. All I know is they have me scheduled for pre-op for those things for most of the day on the 28th. So it's getting real. It's getting serious. I'm scared. If I didn't give you enough detail so you still think this is just a big joke or I'm being dramatic, my apologies to you, but it's not pretty and it is scary and... I got all the really raw details on Friday, and I'm probably going to get more on the 28th. But regardless, I just wanted to give you all a a follow-up on the health journey, what's going on, what that first pre-op appointment looked like, kind of what I'm facing, and uh, not waking up from surgery is terrifying. Having a stroke during surgery, terrifying. Waking up and not knowing if you're going to see, terrifying. Are the chances slim? They are. But they are the risks, and I have to be realistic, and I have to think about it. And it's really, really scary. And I'm sure everything is going to be just fine. But I can tell you, it's scary and 
if y'all are like, you would take it on the chin and be no big deal for you and you whatever, good for you. I'm, I'm glad that that makes you a better, stronger person than I am. But I will be honest, I think I'm handling it the best that most people would. I think I'm handling it like a normal person would. A person with feelings, emotions, um, love for their family, their friends, and their children. Uh, the desire to want to make sure I'm going to be okay and I can see and I'm active and I can still live and I'm waking up and I'm having my day-to-days and can try to plan a future because let me try, it's, it's hard. I, there's a lot of obstacles. I work two jobs. I've worked two jobs for years. You know what? I'm not getting into that right now because I'm just going to get frustrated. I'm going to get more angry and that's not right. And I, I don't need that. I don't need to care about what anybody else has or what they think of me because you know what? I guess that just doesn't matter. I'm no, I know that I have a heart, I have feelings, and I'm thankful for that. I am thankful for it. I may be fearful and scared now of the surgery and of the risks, but at least I feel. At least I know that I'm going to... I can't put into words, but all I know is some things that have been said, the laughter... I'm done because it's not a joke and it is serious and I'm done. It's very scary. Friday was a very scary experience. It was a very sad experience. I had to think a lot. There's a lot to take into consideration, a lot to think about, good and the bad. And that's just that because once all that gets taken care of and I wake up and I'm fine, I get to deal with epilepsy. I get to figure out what that truly means, how I can get it under control more, what it really looks like, because that hasn't even been fully explained. I take my anti-seizure medicine, but I know that something still isn't right because I can feel it. And then once we move on from there, we hopefully can figure out why I still get such bad headaches all the time, why I still get migraines, and the migraines are horrible. But I normally don't complain about them. I work. I don't miss work. Blah, 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 blah. Um, The migraines and the headaches have nothing to do with the epilepsy or the tumor. The tumor and the epilepsy have nothing to do with each other. So anyway, I'm babbling on now and I'm making no sense because it is after 11 p.m. And I got home from work just a little bit ago and I decided to get on here and just give you all an update and just honestly talk. So this podcast episode is literally me just being me needing to get this off my chest. If you're listening to this, thank you. If you made it all the way to the end, thank you. And I hope that if you're struggling with something or if you're going through something scary, and people aren't there to support you, that you know that you are still strong and you are worthy. You are not alone. And if that means that you need to reach out and DM me to for support, then let's do something. Because it sucks when you're going through something and you're scared and people would rather downplay it 
because they think it's a big joke or your joke or your drama or you're looking for attention instead of supporting you when you're going through something that truly is scaring you and could have a pretty serious outcome, negative and positive. So again, me rambling and me literally just talking to the phone, expressing how I'm feeling as I'm feeling it and doing my best to tell you in as little scary detail and as little disgusting detail about what that first pre-op appointment looked like and what resulted from it. So I appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me this platform as a soundboard to get it out. Thank you so much. I'm going to try to relax a little bit, try to relax and uh, hopefully go to sleep soon because I work both jobs again tomorrow and my morning starts bright and early. Thanks again, everyone. I appreciate you more than you know. Talk to you soon.